Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 300. We did it. We made it to 300 episodes. I can't believe it. I'm recording this the night before it's going to air. And I just hope you can feel my excitement, my pride, my joy, and my gratitude that we are to this point. And we are also doing this around the four year mark as well. So let's just start with a big thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being here, for sending me messages, for emails, for spreading the news about this show and for blessing me with your presence and your time. We would not have been at this point without you. And I truly mean that. And speaking of that, as you know, this past month and plus I've been doing a big giveaway to celebrate and I have announced those winners. We now have around 37 winners total. I was supposed to do 33, but I just couldn't stop. So if you are curious, if you won, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the winners. And a lot of them we didn't have their emails um, from because they were submitted through reviews or shares on Instagram. So just check to see if your screenshot of your review or share is there, and then you can get in contact with us that way. Now, I thought it'd be fun to start this episode before we do the full, you know, music intro to share the stats of where we are right now. So obviously we're at 300 episodes. We're at 1 million, almost 700,000 downloads um, in 82 countries. We've had 175 guests on the show. We have done about 125 solo episodes. We've done four live workshops, two online workshops, well over, let's see, 10 free online classes, which is different than workshops um, because they're free. And then we have one online self-development school called Work in Progress Academy, WIPA for short, which houses one membership site, the Strive Hive, uh, two coaching programs, one course, the Organization Overhaul. And I also have one online podcasting school called Podcast University that I run with Rachel Nielsen. And we have three courses under that. So that's kind of crazy, right? And I want to remind you why we're here, because what we're going to do today is I'm going to share 
10 big lessons that I have learned from this little podcast that could, this podcast that kept going despite all the odds, despite thinking that there was no way I could make it into the hundreds of episodes and now we're here at 300. I want to remind you why you are here and why I hope you are here. One, I hope you're here to improve yourself in lasting ways. I hope you're here to uncover who you are and to live with more purpose in your life. I hope you're here to strengthen your gifts and your talents and your interests so that you can be a better fill in the blank in the world today. A mom, a partner, a business owner, an employee, a boss, whatever it is. I hope you're here to find more motivation and learning and a community that inspires you to push for greater in your life and to find more fulfillment. I hope you are here to get the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. And I hope you are here to lean into progress over perfection. Friends, fellow progressors, I want to celebrate you. Thank you very much for making this all possible. I am now, after the intro, going to share what big lessons I have learned from this little podcast that could. And then I'm going to answer some of your questions that you submitted with Brad. It should be fun. So stay with me. Here we go. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Before we lean into the lessons I've learned, as well as answering your questions, and also share the goals I have for the next year of the podcast and hopefully the next 100 episodes, I want to remind you that we have the Strive Hive for you. This is our online community, and it's an exclusive community that requires an investment. And the reason why is because that way you invest back into it with your time and your energy that you show up and you take action for yourself. From the beginning, we have been a community that strives for daily progress, but a lot of times we don't take action on the things we are learning here on the show. The Strive Hive is designed to help you do just that, both with what you learn from the episodes, but also in your greater life, how to take action on the things that you want to do. We help you do something so that you can find more fulfillment in your life and that you can truly find more progress in your life as well. Right now, you can join the Strive Hive the first 14 days of each month. We're open for enrollment, and that's now if you're listening to this live. This month, we are hearing from Christy Joy on our masterclass. In addition to have weekly chats, we have monthly masterclasses, and we also have bi-monthly events such as a book club and more. But in our month, on our monthly masterclasses, we have incredible experts come on to teach, to teach about the things that you care about. And Christy Joy is going to talk about how to love your beautiful body just in time for the holiday season and the new year when we are feeling pummeled with messaging about how our bodies need to be the things that we work on the most. That's not true. And we hope that you can join our masterclass this month in the Strive Hive so that you can learn better to embrace the imperfections that your body has and to see it as whole and right just the way it is. You can go to aboutprogress.com forward slash Strive Hive to sign up in time to attend this month's masterclass. Okay, let's now dive into the lessons that I have learned in the four years and 300 episodes of podcasting. I'm going to share these almost as I do the progress pointers at the end of each interview episode because I want to distill down so much of what I've learned. And I can tell you that it's nearly impossible to encompass the amount of learning and personal growth that I have experienced as I've been doing this show. I can honestly tell you that the podcast for me is selfish because I learn more than anybody else and I grow more than anybody else. It's changed my life, not because of what it's done for me and the achievements it's created or any accolades or anything like that, because honestly, I'm still a small little fish in a big sea of other podcasters. But the reason it's changed my life is for how it's helped me find myself again, how it's inspired me to find more fulfillment in my life, how it's pushed me to grow and develop habits and ways of being that I would have otherwise, I believe, missed out on or at least had to find a different way to. So I'm grateful for this podcast, for how it's transformed my life. So let's start with the first progress pointer for you about how 
this podcast has changed me and what it's taught me. The first is that the transformation lies in the process, not the outcome. We are all pretty guilty of looking for outcomes to transform us, achievements, um, markers to our growth that show, oh, that was all worth it. And look how much I've grown and how far I've come. But the truth is, is growth is so slow and outcomes are never static, meaning they do not stick around. The transformation that we are seeking really lies in the process, in the journey, not where we arrive to. And that transformation is awfully slow. As part of this, we also have to recognize that there will always be another level waiting for you. Once I reached 1 million downloads, was I like, yes, I've arrived? No, I was ready for the next horizon. And it's that way for you too. And what I hope with these progress pointers, that you can apply them to your own life. I should have said that. But what I've learned from this podcast, I believe you can learn without having to start your own podcast. Although if you want to, I'm here for you too. So that's the first lesson I want you to take home from this podcast too, that your transformation, it lies in the process, not the outcome. The second progress pointer I have for you is that your worth, your worth cannot depend on your achievements. Like I said in the progress pointer, the first one I shared We can't hinge our happiness and our worth off of arriving somewhere because even our achievements will not stick around forever. When I look back on the podcast specifically, because that's what we are celebrating today, I have been the least happy with this podcast when I've been hinging its worth off of its numbers. Okay. When I've looked at my numbers and my stats and I'm like, oh, that episode did not land. Look how few people listen to it. That's when I've been the least happy when I'm making the worth of this podcast dependent on how many people listen or our achievements that we get to, or how many signups people um, I get in my programs I do or my courses or my workshops. That's when I've been the least happy with this podcast. But when I learned to value who is here, you know, speaking to what we learned last month in our theme about live abundantly, when I have leaned into the abundance and seen it as enough, I have enough people listening to the show. I have enough people signing up for my courses and programs. I have enough guests, big guests. I have enough people sharing the show or subscribers. When I've been leaning more into the innate value of who was here and what we are doing and how it's valuable no matter what we get to or no matter what we achieve, it's made the joy be so much, um, what's the word? It's just increased the joy so much to it. So with this, I want you to think about how you can value yourself innately, not dependent on where you arrive to, not depending on your weight or your perfect habits or your career accolades or how your children are doing, or if you even have children, but how you can shift to valuing, putting your worth on your innateness, on what's inside you of who you really are, of the special seed that makes you who you are. This is actually something I have been learning a lot just recently. I've been doing a lot of deep dives. I've been, you know, I signed up for a couple uh, sales coach and a business coach to assist me in transforming this podcast into um, a bigger business and one that's going, (laughs) it, it entails me working on my weaknesses. And as I've been working on this, friends, I've learned that I am still stuck in this trap sometimes where I have been struggling to value myself and what I contribute both of this podcast and the greater world. So I'm working on this, the second progress pointer, which is a reminder that your worth can't depend on your achievements. So I'm working on that, my friends. The third progress pointer I have for you that I have learned from this show is it's not about you. It's not about you. I have easily gotten hurt by people (laughs) with this podcast and other communities and and with our community with it. You know, I've gotten hurt by people um, twisting my words on social media, which has been happening. I have been hurt by low numbers of people listening or not signing up for things. I've been hurt by people telling me in direct messages or emails that they are announcing their departure from this community and not following me anymore or bad reviews especially that one who likes to keep reviewing the same bad review. I don't know what that's about, but I've learned that it's not about me. It's about providing service. So when I shift it to people don't like me, they don't like what I say. They don't like what I do. What's wrong with me? Oh, it makes it heavy to be here. But when I instead make it about service and about helping my listeners and about 
learning from them and making it more of this true reciprocal community and sharing the truth, it makes the work feel different because it's not about me. It's about other people. And with that, it's also helped me overcome imposter syndrome because that comes up all the time. It's just part of the process, I think, uh, that we all will be facing is imposter syndrome. Why me? And can I even, and I'm not good enough, when I make it not about me, then I'm released from that imposter syndrome. I'm released from the feelings of the pressure and the worry. And will I amount up to anything? And does this matter? Because it doesn't have to matter about me. It matters about the work and what we're doing here. So again, it's not about you. It's about others. It's about service. And it's about just sharing and being yourself and sharing the truth that's in yourself. The fourth progress pointer I have for you is it's okay to not be the expert. Uh, For a while there, I worried about this and I thought, well, I had to like kind of deepen my voice and make sure I never stutter, which I do all the time. Just listen to this episode alone, or that I have to be the expert on every single topic we have on or that nobody would listen to me. And I've actually learned the opposite, that I don't have to be the expert. I think what makes this podcast the podcast it is, is because I hope you feel this way. I am here learning alongside you. I don't know at all. I might know a step or two ahead of you in this journey, and I'm happy to share that with you. But I don't have to be the expert to share that with you. I don't have to be the best at this. I've also learned that I, things aren't black and white. You know, you might have heard that in the episode I did recently on embracing the nuance. But for me, I have learned that part of embracing not being an expert is that I don't have to embrace a black and white way of looking at things. Um, that I don't have to be what everybody wants me to be at all times. I can just be myself. And that's been so helpful, both for the show and my personal life. In my personal life, I can see, you know, I'm not the harsh critic, but I can critique. I'm not the perfect saint, but I'm a modern day disciple. I can be the expert of myself and I can share my truth humbly. And that's all I need to worry about. So it's okay to not be the expert in the eyes of the world, but I can be the expert of myself and my own growth and my own truth. The fifth progress pointer I have for you is not everybody wants to hear the truth. I just shared about how that's all you need to worry about is sharing your own truth. But I have learned that people do not love to hear the truth sometimes. In our field with personal development, um, which you are listening to the show for, I hope, people love, love a quick overnight success. They love extreme actions for immediate results. So sometimes I find that people don't like to hear the reality. They don't like to be challenged in their beliefs. It's really scary. It's really scary to hear that, guess what? Overnight success doesn't exist. And guess what? You don't have to do extreme things to have the outcomes you want. And guess what? Your worth doesn't depend on your outcomes to begin with. They don't like to hear that sometimes. And it's easy to dismiss this work or for them to not lean into it. I've also learned that as part of people not wanting to hear the truth, some people will be threatened by it. They'll be threatened by the truth. And to be honest with you, some people have been threatened by me, both personally and you know publicly, whether it's on social media or otherwise. I've been surprised by that, that people have been not happy with what I'm doing just because it feels threatening to them for some reason, maybe because it challenges their beliefs or maybe because they're living a scarcity-bound life and thinking, well, she can't be good at this because she can't, she shouldn't, she's just Monica, or if she is, then I can't. And sometimes this is going to happen to you. People won't want to hear the truth that you have to give. They won't want you to be rising up and doing better and being better. They're going to be threatened by that. And maybe they're going to try to drag you back down, whether by their words or their actions or by how they discourage you. That's happened to me in many, many ways. (laughs) Again, with personal people in my life who I love, luckily, not Brad, let's just throw that out there, but people who have communicated whether it's directly or not, that they're not happy with what I'm doing. And I've had to lean into knowing that I was here both for my own growth and to help others grow too. And with that, I've had to learn how to not be so afraid of criticism and what people are saying and what they're communicating and instead know that this is what I'm here for. So while not everyone will want to hear the truth, they might be threatened by your truth or threatened by you and your growth. That means you're on the right path actually and that you're doing the right thing. So keep going. My seventh progress pointer for you that I've learned from the podcast that I hope you can learn from this podcast too, is that the hardest things are the most worth doing. 
Another way I've said this many times in the past is hard is good. (laughs) This is an honest fact for you. I have hated this podcast from time to time. I really have. It has stressed me out and stretched me in more ways than one. I have almost quit about progress more times than I can count. It has challenged every part of my identity, my work ethic, where I get my worth and my purpose from. But it's the best kind of hard. It has made me better in every single one of those ways I listed in my identity, my work ethic, my worth, my purpose. It has unveiled talents and passions I never knew I had because of the hard work it entailed to get here. It has forced me to learn skills that were necessary for me to keep going. It has been the best kind of hard. So while it has, you know, had many lows, the only way that I would have reached those highs was through that hard work. So again, the hardest things are the most worth doing. And this podcast is hard, but it's also so worth doing for me. And what is that for you? What is hard, but is because it's hard and right for you, the most most worth doing. Okay, my seventh progress pointer is your family and your responsibilities. They need you. So I've learned that while my show has made me better everything, as I've been doing this show, I've been developing myself. And as I've been doing that, I've in return had so much more to give to my responsibilities and to my family. I am sharing this with you because a lot of us have a hard time taking time for ourselves or investing in ourselves, whether it's time or money or energy into our own interests and developing who we are and growing because we think, oh, that means that I'm taking myself away from the things and the people that need me. And I have found the opposite to be true. Your families and responsibilities need you in all caps. And the only way you can provide that for them is if you are working on developing that person. I have more love to give. I have more attention to provide for my family because I have a source from which to give it. I am personally fulfilled in ways I wasn't before, before I started this podcast. I have more energy, more perspective, more strength, more will than I did before. I have more to give. So when I say your family and your responsibilities, they need you, what I'm really trying to say is it's okay for you to take the time and energy, and even money it might require for you to create that you. My eighth progress pointer for you is that there are times and seasons. There are times to push, and there are times to relax. There are times to really go for something full throttle, and there are times where you need to stop. Stop. There are times where you can, you know, do fire in all cylinders, try all the things, And there are times to really refine those things. There's times to serve other people. And there's also times to ask other people to serve you in return. All of those things I just described have happened with the podcast for sure, but also personally in my life. I've definitely seen that, you know, translate to the podcast. You've seen me do all the things here, (laughs) you know, throughout all the courses, all the workshops. This year has been more of a refining year for me. I have really narrowed in more about why I am here why I hope you are here and what I'm going to provide both the free podcast and the strive hive, the membership group and limiting more of the courses that I do. I am refining right now. And that's the season. There's, there's other seasons where I've just fired on all cylinders. So you are allowed to do that. You are allowed to really go for something. And there's other times where you are allowed to take a rest. There's a time for you to do, do, do. And there's a time for you to count. You're doing something as being quiet and getting introspective, and narrowing down what you do. So that's what I hope you learn. There are times and seasons. The ninth, and this is the second to the last progress pointer I have for you, is you are still in there. The old you, the real you, the person you used to be, maybe before responsibilities and life happened to you, she's still in there. This podcast has helped me uncover who I am, but not fully. I'm always going to be a work in progress that way. So what this has helped me see is that it's not what I do, because even though this podcast is awesome and I want to do another 100, 200, 300, 400 episodes, it is not me. The real me is inside of me. And this podcast is simply a medium for me to share who I am and what I am. So this podcast is not me, but what's inside me are the seeds 
that come out with this podcast that bloom in the podcast and they can bloom in other ways and they might in other things outside of this podcast or when I decide to end this podcast, if ever. So an example of that for me is the seeds that are inside me that are me are that I love to learn. I love to grow and work on myself and I love to teach. So that can translate in many different ways. So if you're trying to figure out who you are, you are still in there. And I want you to look for the seeds, the general seeds that you have that can translate to many different mediums. What are those seeds? And the 10th and final progress pointer I have for you, what I've learned from this podcast that I hope you can learn in your own life too and translate this to your life is to do something. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, as you might know, the reason this podcast exists is because almost five years ago, I was approaching, I think it was December of five years ago, I was looking ahead and and realizing, wow, in six months almost, I'm turning 30. And here I was, a mom of three little kids and living the life I'd always wanted. Always wanted, sorry. Um, I'd always wanted to have children. I always wanted to have a home and a loving husband and all those things. And I was living that life, but I didn't feel like I was fully alive I felt like me, I was missing in my life. I didn't know how it happened because I was trying to do good things. I was trying to devote myself to my responsibilities. I was trying to be a good person. But in the process of being a good person, I had stopped developing myself. I stopped leaning into my interests and hobbies. I'd stopped goal making and and really working on myself. And so I decided you know, as I was approaching my 30th birthday and I looked behind me and I saw all the things I had said I wanted to do, but never did. I decided now was the time for me to do those things, to do something about who I wanted to be, to find myself again, to look for those seeds, to dig in deep and find those seeds and develop them again and see where they took me. So I made a list of 30 things I wanted to do before I turned 30, which you now know as a do something plan. And on that list, I had a bunch of things that did not look important. They looked really trite and maybe not even something worth my time, but they were about leaning into who I was again and to searching for those seeds and finding fulfillment and developing myself. They included things like make 20 new, um, big 20 new things or go to five new restaurants with Brad, go on 10 new hikes, read a certain amount of books. They were about trying to find me again, getting the seeds that I had and trying to nourish them. On that list, one of the things that I had was to start a blog because for eight years, for eight years, I was a blog reader. I loved to read other people's blogs, to read their writings, to read their recipes, even their lifestyle tips. I loved it. But I had for eight years thought that that couldn't be me, that it wouldn't be good enough. It wouldn't be successful, that nobody would read it. And I looked at my life and I realized that was one of my big things that I had wanted to do for years and thought about honestly almost every day for years, eight years and never started. So I put that on my list. That was just one of the things on my list that I tucked in there with everything else. So I started that blog about progress and it was all over the map. I was there to talk about progress over perfection, but I talked about you know, I did long essays on faith crises and perfectionism. I shared recipes. I shared Costco hauls. I shared decorating tips. I shared parenting. It was all over the place. And guess what happened? Nobody read it. Just a few hundred. Just a few hundred of posts read it. And it's mostly because of I, I put it on Facebook and my friends would read it for me or some kind souls who just wanted to help me out. But guess what that evolved to? It helped me find out what I wanted and needed in my life. Even though I wasn't in a success or I wasn't even close to being an overnight success, I wasn't even a success by the worldly standards. I still found so much fulfillment and joy in the process of uncovering who I was and finding fulfillment again. And you know what else happened because of this? I realized that I could do things, that I could do something, that my life 
was not dependent on the outcomes, that my achievement, that my worth wasn't attendant on the, my achievements, but that I could find joy in the process when I was leaning in, leaning into progress over perfection. And because of that, and because of the practice I did of making mistakes, of not being cool right away and not being a success, I decided to also start a podcast. And I started that podcast 11 months in after I started my blog. And that's why we are here today. On my original list, I did not have start a podcast. On my original list, I did not have teach women or start a coaching program or everything else that I've been doing right now. I didn't have any of those things on my list. It's all because of doing something that we are here today together. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because that's what's changed my life. Doing something and learning I could do something and that I could do it in ways that were both, you know, seemingly trivial, but also in bigger ways too. Now I do something all the time with hard goals and big achievements I am trying to work, work towards, not because my worth depends on them, but because that's what we do as humans. We want to grow and aspire for more and greater. And I'm just like you and doing that too. I want you to realize that you can do something too. You can do something about your life. If you are lacking fulfillment, if you are lacking an identity and a purpose, if you are lacking goals and habits that you want in your life, or even just interests and hobbies, you can do something too. You can do it. And my growth and my development is here for you to take part in too. And while you can do that on your own, I hope you will do that through the Strive Hive, which you heard me talk about in the beginning of the episode. The Strive Hive is all about do something. This is where we do something together as a community. It's fun and it's motivating. We get there together. We share resources. You'll see on our um, community page that we have together on Facebook. It's a private page. Um, the women contribute. They share about the books they're reading. They share about the habits they're working on. They share about podcasts or or um, websites that they have been reading and, and things they've been listening to. And they also share about their own growth and what they're working on. We work on a do something plan and I train you on that regularly. We have uh, quarterly coaching and masterclasses with me. We have monthly masterclasses with experts and so much more. So while this wasn't meant to be a big ad for that, I would love to have you in the Strive Hive so that you can do something and strive for daily progress so that you can do something and find more fulfillment in your life so that you can have the support and the community and the fun and the motivation you need to do something in all ways of your life. So I hope you join me again. That's about progress.com forward slash strive hive. So those were my 10 progress pointers. I will have, um, we'll have this in our next week's go getter newsletter. You can go to aboutprogress.com forward slash go getter. Each Thursday I share a week off this email and I also share the progress pointers from any of the episodes where I have those. Now I'm going to have Brad on in just a few minutes to answer some of your questions. And I hope this isn't too drawn out and boring for you. And if it is, that's okay. Thank you so much for listening and you can sign off now. But what I do want to share with you is what my goals are. Like I said, we love to we love to aspire for more and greater. Part of being a human is that our souls long for progress and creativity and growth, and mine does too. And so while we're at a great place with the podcast, and I'm so happy with it, and I have a lot of fulfillment just as it is, I also have dreams and ambitions for more for it. So let me share what those are. And again, just so you know, I'm shooting for the stars when I share these and my own worth and the worth of the show does not depend on us reaching this outcome, but I still need a vision in mind, just like we talked about last week in a growth spurt. Yes, you need goals. Yes, you need a vision. So here's what my vision is for the podcast. I have a goal of by our next anniversary, our fifth anniversary of reaching 3 million downloads. I want to have 1,500 reviews on iTunes. Right now we have around 835, I think. I would love to have 20,000 members of our online, well, I'm just going to say on Instagram. Okay. I don't want to say followers because I hate that word. I think we're a community. We're not a fan club. So I'm going to say 20,000 community members on Instagram. I would love to have some dream guests on the show. Angela Duckworth from the from the book Grit, Greg McEwen from the book Essentialism, James Clear from the book Atomic Habits, Carol Dweck who who studies um the growth oh, what is it? The growth mindset and BJ Fogg who does tiny habit formation. By the way, I just signed up to get a certification from him on how to coach habit formation. I'm very excited about it. Um so I'm do, I'm starting that next week. Um so those are some of my dream guests. 
I would love to feature more regular listeners. We've been doing that about every other month, sometimes monthly, and it's been such a joy to learn from these community members and have real, legit, full interviews with with my listeners. You guys are incredible. I would love to have 200 members in the Strive Hive by November of 2021. 200 of you in the Strive Hive joining in with us for the motivation and the fun to do something to find um, to strive for daily progress. I would love to release two new courses, one on identity and and another on purpose. I'm working on both of those right now. I'm going to have a huge overhaul of my coaching program, the Progress Program. It's going to become a six-month intensive work that we do together, and more will be coming on that in January. I took off coaching the last two months of this year um, to reorganize that and to make it even better. We always have room to grow, right? And so so did my coaching program. I'm so excited for that. Another huge goal I have, I'm going to finish my certification with the Optimized Coaching Program, and that is where I have been getting certified um, to, to, to do a better job as a coach. So this is with Brian Johnson. He's my coach at Optimize, so I'm excited to be certified for that. And I'm also, which should happen in January, I'm almost there, I'm going to do another year of certification because it's been that good. So what else is coming is one to two live workshops, I think, in 2021, or maybe just one live event. I'm really glad before 2020 even started that I decided I wasn't going to do any live events this year. Boy, did that work out well, right? Because the pandemic made it so we couldn't have done them anyway. So I'm so glad that was part of the plan already for 2020. But you know what? I miss you. I really want to see your faces. I want to get together. So I'm thinking of doing one to two live workshops or events, um, and that would be great. And the final thing, and I'm just going to throw this out here, friends, I really want to transform my family's finances so that we can better bless the world around us. Now, at the end of 2019, you might know this now, we got some diagnoses for one of our children, our daughter, our oldest, um, a few different diagnoses, but one of them is the Asperger's. She's on the autism spectrum. Um, But we also have more special needs in our family. Maybe you didn't know that. I'm not really ready to share much more about that yet, but just know like things are good. We're working hard on them, um, really hard, (laughs) really hard. But because of all of that, we have a lot of special um, things that we need to pay for in our family. And when I started this podcast and the blog, you know, four or five years ago, I wanted it to be fulfilling and it has been, but I also knew the long run is I wanted to make money through what I was doing. I've always known I was going to go back to work, um, but I've also known that I, I, as much as I love teaching in the public schools, I wanted to teach in a different way. So that's what I'm doing here. And that's what I'm hoping to be able to do by the end of 2021, significantly help my family in that way. Okay. How was that? That was a lot, right? So that's my vision. Maybe you've sensed this by now, but a big part of what the podcast has done for me and why it's changed my life is because it helped me find me again. I know I talked about in the progress pointers, because who me really is like the real me is someone who was ambitious. And the big reason why I lost myself for so many years is because I lost that spark of wanting to grow and push myself again. Um, And that is all due to perfectionism. And I think I owe you another episode on that. So how about I share that as a, as another bonus episode or growth spurt to come about how that tied into perfectionism. But I, I, I really enjoyed having dreams again and goals again, and I might not achieve them. And I know that's okay, but it's so wonderful to lean into the side of myself again. So thank you for letting me share that. All right, I'm going to stop the recording here. I'm going to go get Brad and we'll record answers to the questions that you submitted on Instagram and we'll do them rapid fire so we don't have you here forever and ever. Um, okay, I'll go get them. All right, Brad's here with me. Can you say hi? Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me back on. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, at one point I was like, maybe we can have a do- my daughter do it and we both realized that wouldn't go over very well either. I, I disagree I think she'd do a much better job than I you know what she did come up with the name for the strive hive so we could both be wrong okay so <laughs> all right we're gonna go rapid fire through these questions and they kind of you know are a mixture of the podcast or some personal questions so um let's start uh yes what are some of your all-time favorite books and I I would say that I like when you do your book reviews on your stories and you give the ratings. It's, yeah. it's fun to see that. So what well, are some of the all-time greatest? Yeah, it's funny you said that because next year I'm going to do something a little different with those. I'm going to make them a full post once a month and just share. Anyway, um, well, I'm a diehard Harry Potter fan and I know that's so like 
dumb, but I will always be, that will always be my favorite book. But I've read some great ones this year. If we're going to talk about self-development, I loved um, Atomic Habits. I love Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, And I love, I'm looking over to see Sue Monk Kids, the book of longings. It's kind of like if Jesus had a wife and the story from her point of view, which is really, really incredible. I love basically all books, but historical fiction is definitely my favorite. Okay. Before you were a podcaster, your career was you were a middle school uh, teacher and mm-hmm. you taught a little bit of high school as well. What was the best and the hardest part about being a teacher? Well, the best part's always going to be the kids, um, especially when they're doing doing well <laughs> and being kind and not stealing candy out of your cupboard and stuff like that, which I know from personal experience or causing fights you have to break up um but the hardest part for me was um just the sheer work volume it was a lot a lot of work um especially the demographics I was in and how many preps I have um but yeah those are definitely pros and cons all right uh oh do they ask about something else that I missed no nope, no nope, oh, okay it. okay uh it says you you've mentioned people are surprised in real life by your height how tall are you I'm 5'9". I think I'm a little over. I don't know. But yes. Mm-hmm. So not that tall, but people are still always shocked. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next one. All right. How many siblings in your family and where do you fall in that order? Yeah, there's seven of us. There's two boys and five girls and I'm the middle of the five girls. So I'm the fifth kid. But I always thought I was not one of the younger ones. And I've realized only recently that I actually am one of the younger ones in my family. Okay. Uh, let's see. The worst thing you've ever accidentally said or not said while recording an episode. That one is almost impossible for me to tell you because I can't remember. Um, I don't think I have any standout moments there. I will say, though, that that's what editing is for. So maybe that's why I don't remember them because I can always edit them out. But I do stutter quite a lot. And usually at the beginning of the episode, when we press record, um, I usually have to edit out that part because I always mess up the beginning where I'm like, welcome to the show, so-and-so. And then I suddenly mess up their name and they're right there looking at me or I stumble over my words. I usually have to start that one over twice at least. All right. You already mentioned Harry Potter. What yep. away from Harry Potter is the nerdiest thing about you that we don't know yet? <laughs> Well, I think we've talked about like I wrote fanlit for Harry Potter since I'm thinking about that. Um, I think in general, I just love learning. I think I'm just a nerd with school and learning and all that kind of stuff in general. I'm the Hermione Granger of of the Harry Potter characters. Um, so I, I think I love um, history. I love art. I, I just love everything. So maybe I'm just, I can't think of a specific thing. Can you think of anything specific besides... No, I think Harry Potter has it covered for the most part. I mean, you, academia was something that was in your was in your future at one point. Is it yeah something that you regret not having done, or something you see this as is a, a big, possibility that you could do again? Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. That that's a big part of my story, so I won't share that all here. But yeah, I I definitely almost went into into academia after college. I almost I wanted to get my PhD, but we decided that it was not the right timing to do nine years of really expensive education. Um, but that's uh, something I st- I'm actually surprisingly thinking about a lot lately. I've thought about going back to school for something, maybe back in humanities or maybe law school or I don't know. I'm thinking about that, actually. So it's a good thing you brought that up. Well, I didn't bring it up. It was... Uh, it was so-and-so. Whoever from there. Okay, what, what's what been the hardest thing for you to personally improve upon? I think they're talking habit-wise. I think the two hardest things have been sleep for me, my sleep habits, since I'm naturally a night owl, that's where I come alive. But with my family and work and everything, it's best for me to get up earlier. So sleep habits. And then with that is phone use. I think I'm just like everyone else. I go into roller coasters of that. I will say I think I'm better than most, but I also think I have a long way to go. I, it's just a, a constant thing I'm trying to work on. All right. Uh, I guess asking for a Utah update now that you've been you've been back here. I guess like six months at this point uh, out of California. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling about it? What's been the best part about it? What's been the biggest challenge? What's something you're looking forward to? I mean, we haven't been here yeah. that long, but it, it's it's definitely been a change. I would say that I we didn't we moved here not 
knowing that we would stay here. Um, we, in our minds, we had options of going other places, but once we moved here, we just didn't think we could look around. And we've talked about that in some episodes we've done together. Um, I, I'm feeling good. Like I'm really excited about where we are going to live. Um, the, the renovation process is going slowly at this point, but we're almost to the point where I actually can start work, work. Um, I'm really excited about where we are going to live. I've been surprised about, um, just how we're adjusting to being back here. I think we're excited to, um, while we're so grateful to live here, I think we're excited to be out of a basement. Um, but it might be a a while yet. So I think the hardest part has just been being in a basement with the whole family and us both working from home and homeschooling, um, and not being able to go to places like museums and libraries. Well, we could, we go to the library, but you, you just have to go and get your books and leave. Um, just going on adventures like I used to do with the kids a lot. That's the thing I'm missing the most right now. What about you actually? Let's have you ask, answer that. Well, I think it's, it's, it's just different that we've come to Utah in the middle of the pandemic. Cause I think one, one thing I'm looking forward to the most about, you know, once we're able to get through COVID-19 is we, we have a lot of friends here that we haven't seen yet and, uh, yeah. for, for good reason. And so it'll be nice to be able to actually like <laughs> mingle and socialize with people and do backyard barbecues or even be inside someone else's home, uh, and not have to worry about the ramifications of uh, of COVID, and so I'm yeah. Because we're living with my parents, so we're trying to be extra careful there. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for when we're able to actually see people and hang out with them, and it'll Me be too. good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite podcasts away from about progress? Oh, that's a good question. I love um, a lot. Uh, I think at the top of my head. I just found the Lazy Genius podcast that was brought to me um, by one of the members of the Strive Hive. It's really good. I want to get her on the show, actually. Um, I really love Second Life. Um, it's about women in their, you know, different careers that their career tracks they've been on. And I love um, the Royal. Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting it. I feel like I have to pop it up really quick, but I'm listening to it right now before we started this. But um. I think, oh, the royal, royally obsessed, royally obsessed. It's about British monarchy. Um, but then, of course, I love a lot, a lot of other ones. I have lots of friend pod- podcasters, so um, I'll just say all my friends, too. Okay, uh, I think we're kind of getting to the end. What's the best and hardest part of your current career? Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, go for it. I think the best part is just learning so much and being so connected with amazing women online like you, the listeners. And the hardest part is I just have a lot of ideas and very little time to execute them as well as just the business and marketing side. That's been me like a fish swimming upstream. I am really investing a lot in working on that. Um, so I can do a better job. Mm-hmm. Uh, most awkward. Well, I guess we, that we kind of answered that question mm-hmm. earlier, but, but the question was most awkward podcasting moments, but we already, we already covered that. Uh, what is giving you the most hope for the future? Uh, the fact that they announced that we might have a vaccine soon, <laughs> for one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think for me, and this sounds so cliche, but it's the kids. I I don't know. The, just looking at my kids, I get terrified for whatever the future is for them. But then when I look at them and how strong and resilient they are and funny and smart, I, that gives me more hope. What about you, Brad? Let's ask you that one. I believe the children are the future as well. Uh, okay. What are you watching? So I th- we're pretty much through the, the Insta Stories questions. Sure. Um, what, what are you watching nowadays on, on Netflix or what are you streaming? I, that's, that's, that's a terrible question right now because I feel like I, I haven't been able to watch anything from start to finish lately. But I do like, what's that, the home edit? Maybe the one on organization on Netflix. I've watched a few episodes of that. I really like it. And usually at night, if I'm like eating a treat, I love to watch Architecture Digest YouTube video on tours of celebrities' homes. <laughs> and what what's a celebrity home that you've liked? Oh, I've loved a lot of them, but I really loved Mandy Moore's kind of modern home a lot. And I think Taylor Swift's home was kind of cool too. Yeah. What What's the show you like right now, Brad? Oh boy! So I'm 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 trying to catch up on like old '90s movies. Yes. That, that it's been a long time since I've seen. I just uh, I just watched Crimson Tide the other day with Denzel Washington and uh, 
and Gene Hackman, and that was thoroughly enjoyable. Yep. Um, but as far as shows, it's been a long time since there's been like a new show that I've that I've been able to get through. Um, but just we find that whenever we pull up Netflix, it, it'll either take us like 15 minutes to find something, and then we end up saying like, "All right, let's just watch The Office." Um, yeah. And that's what we end up going to. But yeah, not, nothing. Nothing new lately. Please give us suggestions on stuff to watch. Oh, I know what I'm excited to watch, though, is The Crown. I will be watching that start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, someone asked what my favorite skincare product is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I love a lot of skincare. I think anything beauty counter. I did just get this rose stem cell like gel mask that I put on twice a week a night. Um that Rosie card uh, got me onto. I love it. Um, and then someone also asked about shoes. Like, do you, I love this question actually. When choosing shoes, do you go for style or practicality? Are all your shoes comfy? And Brad, how often do I wear high heels? Not that often. Like never. <laughs> and if I'm wearing anything with the hill, it's like a, it's a wedge. So I choose both comfort and style, but comfort would probably have to win out first. Um, Wait, should I answer that question? Yeah. What's your favorites, Brad? I've gotten the exact same model of running shoe from Nordstrom Drack for my last like four running shoes in a row, just different colors. Yeah. You, one thing you should know about Brad is that when I met him in college, he had duct tape covering holes in his pants. And I'm pretty sure you had shoes with duct tape on them too, mm-hmm. right? So he he's the kind that he will wear things out completely before replacing them. So that's kind of a fun thing about him. Um, I think we did answer everything here, but this has been so fun. Maybe I should ask you, Brad, what is, what is the hardest part about having a wife as a podcaster and a, the best part? And I'm totally putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, I'd say the hardest part is keeping the kids quiet while you're recording is is the number one thing because mm-hmm. it, it our kids can be like great all day and like quiet and reading books and taking care of each other and playing oh you mean and, like for 30 seconds and, at a time yeah but, well i mean but, sure. but they can they can be doing what they're supposed to but then the minute monica goes into recording all of a sudden they're like screaming at the top of their lungs and they're bouncing everywhere and someone's crying and someone's been scratched and someone's been smacked and it, 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 for whatever reason, it always just intensifies. They, they, they seem to just have this sense of knowing that, okay, it's recording time, so let's be completely chaotic. And funnily enough, we just had a kid open the door. So how about you wrap up the other part of your question? What's oh, the best part? What's the best part? Um, I just, I'm just proud of the impact she's able to make and being able to, you know, reach out and interact with so many people and just... Uh, do some good in the world just knowing that she's she she has that reach and, and i think she's a voice and in, in, in a spot where her her viewpoint is needed well thank you and i have to say you guys i mean i think you can already sense this just with who brad is but i really have the most supportive person by my side and then it wouldn't have been possible without that without that support so thank you for i, I say this probably every day Thank you for supporting my dreams. Um, I really appreciate that. And I'm so excited that we're at 300 episodes. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. That is a big deal. It's so exciting. So I'm grateful for Brad and I'm grateful for you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community, for for sharing the show, leaving, leaving ratings and reviews, and just being the necessary part that keeps this podcast train rolling um i'm so grateful for you and keep growing remember life is about progress not perfection seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.